taking you inside the games we love. This is Bill Roden on Sports. Hello, everybody. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I was just spraying. You know, we have these mics in here, and you have different groups who come in. Yeah, and you never so know who. You never know who's on this mic. So I just was going to be cute to spray my uh, my mic with this fluid. And, of course, I had the nozzle pointed to my eye. <laughs> 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 anyway, good morning. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another uh, another edition uh, of Bill Roden on Sports. This is Jamal Murphy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And Pat? Hello. Yeah. So um, this is Bill Roden on Sports, but we're going to begin recording uh, doing a podcast on Mondays, and I'm going to call it Stormy Monday Blues Podcast. My, my thought is, you know, Mondays can be so depressing, you know, after a great weekend, you know, great Friday. Because our, our weekend, the way we do it in the United States, we kind of start Thursday, right? We kind of tiptoeing up to the weekend. If you're lucky. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> Thursday, and then Friday kind of goes full bore, and then... Saturday, you just kind of out of your mind. Sunday, and then of course Monday, right. it's like this big crash right. where you come is really almost like terrible. It is to me. I mean, I don't. Like, I know Jamal, you go into an office, right? Yeah, no, it's horrible. It's it's awful. Mm-hmm. You know, th- but, uh, but what I hate about it most is that there's certain people who just live for Monday. They who are, just, they who just, are those people? Like the, the, the jerks. You know, <laughs> you know those office people. They're people who just live for office politics. I mean, that's their right. whole life. They don't do shit. They just can't wait to right. come back to the office and start fucking with people. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, right. jock conniving and right. all that. Well, I'm like, it's just terrible. So what I thought is is to the extent that sports is is a distraction, diversion, hey, man, let, let's come off the weekend and let's, let's have some talk sports. Let's wrap up, you know, let's wrap up the weekend, although if you're a Knicks fan, in reality, that could almost worsen the depression. It doesn't. It doesn't matter when you do it. If you're a Knicks fan, it's always depressing. Right. You know, but but you know, we could talk. You know, talk sports and, and wrap up the weekend, and and we're always going to um, end our stormy Monday session with a piece of good news. You know, Jamal, I will come up with what we consider to be good news. Right. All right. So anyway, so this is our first edition of Stormy Monday. I guess everybody, do you? Pat, can we play Stormy Monday Blues, or is no, that like it? We probably that. can't, right? Yeah, no, we can't. Can I sing it? Yeah. You could sing it. I think sure. uh, they call it Stormy Monday. <laughs> Tuesday's just as bad. They call it Stormy Monday. Tuesday's just as bad. Wednesday's worse, and Thursday's awful, uh, also sad. The eagle flies on Friday. Saturday, I go out to play. The eagle flies on Friday. Saturday I go out to play. I go to church on Sunday and get down on my knees and pray. Lord, have mercy, <laughs> have mercy on me. So anyway, no, that was good. Yeah. yeah that so anyway, so that's that's Stormy Monday Blues. Anyway, you should do that every week. Well, I think. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Copyright that. Maybe actually, when you bring in your friend, uh, we'll bring in some of these rappers. All right, all right. And we'll do like some people. But although they talk, they don't sing. Hey man, it's a talent. It's, don't it's, try to don't try to take that talent away from me. I know. I, I won't start. I'm a, that. I'm a, I was born on uh, hip hop. I was that, raised on hip hop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You but know? but you had family who also knew great singing. That's true. They always reminded me of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But I guess they could. We'll, we'll we'll work on that. We could bring in somebody to Stormy who rap, do a rap <laughs> version of Stormy Monday Blues, because no matter what, no matter what um, your art form, Stormy Monday 
is consistent. Yeah, it's real. They start. They call it stormy Monday. Tuesday's just as bad. True. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, this weekend, when you look at the NFL this weekend, and you look at Stormy Monday Blues, the only you know the thing that jumps out. I mean, Houston, uh, the Houston Texans came back down to earth. Oh yeah, big uh, time. I mean, big, big time. Right. Yeah, the thing when they start making J.J. Watt, that's the only problem. When you start making these people, these heroes like that, uh, you know, he was hurt though. Come on, man. There are a lot of people have been hurt. <laughs> that, that's why, that's when you become a hero. And then Belichick was double teaming him. I mean, it was, a, I felt bad for him. He got one arm. Belichick, you know, Jamal, come up with the perfect double team for him. He says, if you're going to come out here and play, right. then we're going to take it to you. And they did. And if you're great, if you're great, Pat, isn't that true even hockey? I mean, it, we've that's all true, our sports. Yeah, How many times? Jordan had the flu. Yeah. Right. Did that stop him? No. Kareem had to remember he had to wear goggles. Right. Played in one eye. Right. Magic, I mean, t- you know, remember Magic had to play center once because Kareem was, he could have said, well, I'm not really a center. Yeah. You know, listen, step up, JJ. You're doing the commercials. <laughs> you're doing the commercials. You're chopping wood. Right. You know, I'm JJ's brother. You got you can't have it both ways. Right. right. Right? You can't have it both ways. Now all of a sudden in the big game, I'm like looking for you to come through and it, what what was the score? Are they still scoring? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was not a game. No, it was it, not a game. From the beginning. So I'm just saying JJ won all those guys, you know, if you're gonna accept the the, the, the the platitudes and you're the next coming of Deacon Jones, then do what Deacon Jones did. He played hurt. Right. You know? Play or, or Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Did he, ever, did he ever not show up? No, he always showed up. And they double team. They would <laughs> triple team Lawrence Taylor. They were quadrupled Lawrence Taylor. Right. He didn't. You know, there wasn't a radio show the next day. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, they were double teaming me. Right. Right. You know. No, forget that. You All know? right. Okay. All you, right. You win. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> That's. A, but let, let's look. Let's let's look. I was in Baltimore. Um for Seattle at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Speaking of it didn't show up. But a, a tremendous game. I mean, I don't know I don't know where those Seahawks have been. But man, Russell Wilson looked like the second coming. You know, five touchdown passes. Right. Um I think the numbers are like sixteen touchdowns now. Right. Sixteen TDs, no interceptions. No interceptions last, last, last four, four games. games. Yep. I mean I think that's the first time that's the first time that a player in his first four years in the league has done that since like 1970. Right. I mean, because remember, the first six games they went, they 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 were four and six. Right. And people, same criticism. Oh, it's too short. He's just a game manager. You know that right. same nonsense. Right. right. Oh, oh, make he can't throw from the pocket. Right. You know all that just nonsense. Now, nah, man, this brother's throwing from the. Po- I mean, he's throwing everywhere. He's throwing from yeah. the moon. I mean, he's perfect. Pretty much, yeah, and and, and the whole, t- and, and but they keep losing people. First they lost Beast Mode, right? Now they just lost this rookie who was playing tremendous. But they look, they are playing. They lost Jimmy Graham, the Jimmy tight end. Graham. The big signing. I, I think that may. Have, it seems to have helped. I think ever helped. since ever since then, four and zero. Four and zero, and then yeah. Russell is, is off the charts. So right. it had to be something. No, I think I, for some reason, I guess we have to have him in here. I, you know, I was down there and I asked him a few questions. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> Could you tell me why are you guys playing better? With Jimmy Graham's not there, right? And I would love to hear the honest answer. You won't get that. No, of course, no, especially not. not from Russell Wilson. No, no, no he, Very he squeaky will be a, clean. He'll be a he'll be a the mayor, right? Of right. something, mayor of Seattle next right. or something. Like, but like, like Kevin Johnson, like Kevin, <laughs> a better version maybe. <laughs> right, but so I, I asked uh, I asked Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, and 
Richard Sherman question because you know during the during the World Series, a lot of the the Kansas City Royals were saying that they were haunted by the previous year's World Series when they were ninety feet away from tying tying up Game Seven, and they felt that they were ninety feet away from winning the World Series, and they said that. Uh, from the beginning of, of spring training, even before that, that that sight of of just being ninety feet away, really throughout a very long season, helped to pick them up, helped to inspire them on those days when they were down. It helped them up on those on those days when they had a winning streak. Uh, they thought back before they start feeling puffing their chests out. They said, yeah, well, remember, you know, we still have some unfinished business. So I wondered. Uh, I asked uh, Pete Carroll first, um, what impact did, you know, uh, to me it's almost worse. They were on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl with so much riding on it. You know, they score there, they win, they beat the Patriots. I mean, just the whole history is rewritten. Now Russell Wilson has now won Two straight. Two straight in his only his third year. Right. Nobody. He's up there. He's up there with Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's on his, his way. He's on his way to Tom Brady, but he's he's passed a whole lot of people. Right. And there are a whole lot of people who are like be eating all kinds of crow. <laughs> uh, and so, I, what I one of the things I asked uh, Pete Carroll Sunday was, did that loss serve any type of uh, redemptive or or an inspirational? A purpose for you and this is what he said no, it's, it, it took us some time to make sure to get leave that behind we don't we don't want to we don't need that to be motivated we, we need to get rid of it and, and just like when you win and you have all of the follow-through that comes up you know all of the stuff and the hoopla and all that when you lose it it has an impact as well it doesn't really matter which end of it is it's still a factor so we had to work our way through it it took us a while um, and, and and that's the farthest thing from our talk our minds right now and it has nothing to do with nothing we're, we're just getting ready each week now from this point forward yeah then and I thought that was very interesting that but I thought that was interesting Jamal that at the very beginning though because remember they went four and six right and I think that what what he was referring to at the beginning is that it, it kind of affected us I, I really yeah. think that he I think that it. yeah he yeah. said it took us a while uh, to get over it we had to work our way through it mm-hmm. so yeah there's no question he, he admitted it, that it was a problem that it was an issue that they had to get over um, and there was a little hangover and it seems like <laughs> they're way over right now. I mean, yeah. you know, four games, not against the greatest competition, but, you know, Pittsburgh, they beat uh, Minnesota. They crushed. Mm. Uh, B- Baltimore doesn't have much this year, but they crushed. But they, they took, did what they were supposed they did to do. Exactly, which right. is more than what you're supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. At exactly. Baltimore. In Baltimore. Right. So, and, and I think, you know, for, for him to be able to go back and say, you know, we were affected by it, basically said that. Um, means to me that he, he's he's happy where they are now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're playing tremendous. I put the same question to uh, Russell Wilson, uh, and, I, and I asked him, uh, "Have you just um, do you think about that, or have you completely wiped the slate clean?" And this is what he said. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he erased it completely, but uh, you know, I, I think that every year is a new year. You know, I think that our team, new guys, uh, you know, group of guys, so many leaders. Uh, we don't have time to look back. You know, that's whether we won a lot of football games, lost one or two. You know, whatever it may be, uh, the only opportunity we have is right now, and we have to get ready for next week. Going back home, I believe. I think. You know, no, no, I think so. Uh, so you know, just getting ready for next week. I think that's the, that's the key, and that's always been our focus. And I think that's why we've won a lot of games and done a lot of special things. And and uh, we can't look too far. We can't look too far back either. Uh, we, all we have is now. now. Again, I thought that was in it. Now, he was a little more 
political. Right. A little that's, more. That's po- him. That's just him. Yeah. But he said, you know, well, you never complete. I, now, if he would have said, at least he admitted that. Right. That because I think I read somewhere where he, in the first week after the loss, he must have watched that interception. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. He said he watched about 100 times. Wow. 100 times. Did he cry? He did not admit that. He yeah. didn't fess up there. But I'm sure at some point, <laughs> when you think of everything that could have just happened, I would have cried. Yeah, for sure. I, it was. I cried. So trust me, I, I, I came I, yeah, close we, to cry. Yeah, I might have cried that night. It was terrible. Yeah, it was tough. And I had no money on that. It's just right. as much a, a, of a fight that you put up for black quarterbacks. Because even <laughs> 2015, right? You know, for even in 2015, mm-hmm. to the extent that the quarterback is still in the most popular sport in the world, the quarterback I think is the most difficult position to play of all team sports, and and it's because it embodies. Everything that you know, as men and leaders think we are, you know, uh, tough, right. smart, right. leaders, grace under pressure, everything that, that defines, you know, white men in terms of their, this is a definition of white men. Pat, you back there with me? I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's that, it's that grace under pressure, right. um, courage, right. uh, valor, right. uh, playing what hurts, staying yeah. in the pocket. Taking yeah. it, and not, you know, not so much everything that they try to describe white men as, but everything that they denied that black men had. Right, you know what Brains, I mean. Um, right, you could lead men, or you could lead people. You're right. a leader. You're, you're think on your feet, quick right. on your feet, and 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 the quarterback position has evolved. And and I remember conversations going back to. I mean, I wrote a book called Third in a Mile which is a, a, an oral history of black quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And we'd have people like, um, going all the way back to, of course, why am I going to say that? Now I can't remember a name, but <laughs> a Doug Williams. Right. And, and before even Michael Vick right. was saying how, you know, people were saying things about his ability to think and all the, right. you know, the other questions, other questionable decisions right. that, that he made. But Russell, um, uh, Randall Cunningham, right. Russell, you know, uh, Warren Moon, Right. Said he actually went to therapy. McNabb, remember the yeah. big thing with Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it really hasn't gone. I mean, it hasn't gone away. And now it's you know it's a little more subtle now, um, but you know the stuff. I mean, if you pay attention, the the code and all that stuff is still there. Yeah, because they even say, well, when you look at Cam Newton when he first came in, I mean, you know, it was still everybody was raving about um, RG three at the time. I think I, no, no, he preceded them, but. He didn't have a great well. The same year, I think yeah, they all came in, right? No, 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 no. He was uh, Cam a came in before? a little early. Okay, yeah. but you know there were issues with Cam. Although he, had, you know, he, he led he led Auburn to an undefeated season, right? And he was great, but they, well, you know, he was, there's right. always something, right? Um, and so to me, even when even when RG three came in, you know, it was all about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck and RG three, there were two. Mm-hmm. Um, but Russell Wilson was sort of a distant third, right? And, and this guy is nothing but a winner. I mean, he right. he just embodies a winner. So I'm thinking of all this when they're on the one yard line, and I'm thinking now, I I, I had like ten columns already written, <laughs> just one back, one after the other, right, yeah, right, one right. right after the other. Oh man! You know? And then I'm listening, and then the inter- I was like, oh god, are you kidding me? And 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 they showed. Richard Sherman's exp- the expression on his face, which yeah, was just the, the it was a quintessential pained expression. So I saw I caught up with him um, a Sunday, and he had already finished doing his interview, and so I went up and I'd never I've never really met him. I mean, right. except you know, 
But I, he was very gracious, and I said, listen, uh, I know you're French. Can I? And he said, yeah, sure. I said, well, and I asked him, was there any, did, did you, do you guys get anything out of that loss? I mean, anything. You know, we, in Little League, there's, well, you know, you learned right. something from a loss. And this, and this is this is what he said. I appreciate the, the preface. Um, you know, honestly, we 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 tried to move 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 past it as much as we could. You know, honestly, you know, it's one of those things where where anytime you feel like you're 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 supposed to win a game, you know, it's not much you can take from it. You know, it's not like, you know, the guy made a heck of a play, and you're, you're not a lot we felt like we could gain from from going back. You know, it's. It's more of just remembering who we were, who we are, um, and, and we know how dominant we can be. You know, when we when we do our thing and we play our game, we can be incredibly dominant, and that's what we banked on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, when you think about it, I mean, yeah, I mean, what we, we thought we were gonna, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you take away from that? You're right. No, it makes sense. It's like it's almost like you know we should have won. Right. What were we gonna take away? We were the better team. We should have won, but you know the guy made a great play. It is what it is, and that, that's that's interesting. And you're right; it's so it's it's always that that you know that schoolboy narrative. Oh, you can learn you learn the most from a loss, or I mean, maybe sometimes, but it depends on the situation, right? I mean, if you were supposed to win, yeah, <laughs> what do I learn? And one from? you know one play that never ever goes wrong actually goes wrong in this in this instance. Yeah. What's to learn from that? You, you played the better game yeah. in your heart. I mean, I, I do remember a couple comments, a couple quotes from from Russell. When he was thinking, you know, on that last play, you know, sometimes in a game, you you're supposed to just be in the moment, and when you shoot or whatever, don't don't jump ahead, right? Don't start celebrating. No. And and I think I, I think that something he said made me think that he thought they were home free. He said, "I, I can't." It's not the forgive me. It's not the but it's something to the fact that I heard the chart. I heard the fans. Cheering! I right. saw the touchdown. Something I said, right. "Oh man, he was." And and I think as a Christian guy or something like that, I'm sure that there was a lesson there. Right. That you got to stay. You have to, no matter how sure it seems, right. you have to wait till the very middle. So you cannot assume not jump for ahead. one second. Not for one. You have to wait till that. In that case, the ball is caught. Right. He's in. Right. Signal. No no time on the clock. Nothing. But I think right. that for that second when he saw it, and I think that that comes from the, you know, the confidence or whatever, that maybe the confidence goes a little bit into arrogance and all of a sudden you're kind of like smiling fate saying, aha, I got you. Right. And fate says, fate says, not so fast. Right. Interception. Right. You know, and you, and, and, and so, you know, that's, that's a lesson. Um, so the, the last thing I asked Sherman uh, was now because of that, uh, and 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 they start off four and six. Now, the yeah. last two years, remember they were they were playing at home. They were playing all the playoffs at home, and that that twelfth crowd, the twelfth man, Seattle's crazy. Now they're going to be on the road, and if they win this one, they're going to have to go through um, Carolina. More than likely, they're going right. to have to go through Carolina. Right. That looks like a collision course. That's going to be a great game. They 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 lost to him early in the game, but that is going to be a great game. But I asked him, uh, what did he think? Uh, it, it, was it is it going to be imposing for Seattle to go on the road and play? And this is what he said. Oh, we're more veteran. We're definitely more veteran. You know, we've we've been like I said before, we've been in big games. You know, I, I mean, these are the same guys that's been to multiple Super Bowls. They were in Atlanta. Um, we understand what we can do, you know, regardless of where we are. You know, if we have to play on the moon, we go there and play. You know, we don't we don't mind traveling to get it done. 
That's great. I'd, I'd pay for that. I go. I'd, I'd go to the moon. Yeah, get me, get me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd go to the moon. Just, so um, that was good. So, so what stands out for you? So, Seattle clearly was one of the highlights of the of the of the, uh, of the weekend. What what uh, stands out from you, and not just from a stand- fantasy standpoint? No, no, I'll leave fantasy alone. But uh, I mean, like we like I just said, the collision course. It seems to be Seattle. You know, they've been there before. Sherman said. You know they're you know they're gonna be they're gonna be formidable come the playoffs and and against the team that looks the best looks looks like the best team in the league now is Carolina thirteen and zero Cam Newton you know by far the best player this season I don't think there's really a question about that this year it's almost like he's in college mode like he was mm-hmm. at Auburn when he when he took I mean when he took that team to an undefeated season in the right. national championship and when he left right when he I mean, they they fired the coach the year after that I mean right, when know. he left it was like it was a JV team, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean that that's I took away from that. They're thirteen and zero. Who nobody nobody predicted that. And, and they blew out. Now now speaking about what about Maddie Ice? How steep has that fall been? Remember yeah, two yeah. years. But see, this is what this is what they do. Right. You know? I was a man. I was a Maddie Ice sort Maddie of. Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice. I mean, and yeah. he's he's almost like Tony Romo. Almost well, like Tony Romo's Romo. better. Romo, Romo, uh, well, he hasn't even done what Romo has. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I'm like, where's all this hype come from? Right, Maddie Ice and Maddie Ice and Matt. Mm-hmm. I said, what, what has he done? As it's, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Right, and he's they started get, off well. I don't know what happened. And, and, and well, it came down to earth. I mean, people just you know that's the one the, the remarkable thing about about particularly pro sports, where they just make that adjustment. You know, you you start off three four. Five and that's why to right. me we I know we talked about this before when you look at Kareem's numbers or Michael Jordan's numbers or Jim Brown's numbers, you know great people who've been averaging over the course of a thirteen year career, right? You know, like thirty three points and right. You know, I mean, and this is with people game planning for them right. every single day. You know, it's it's just phenomenal and and, and it kind of gets back to JJ Watt mm-hmm. in, in a way because. All right, JJ, come on, step up. I mean, right. you're not the first defensive lineman who played hurt right. and got double well, teamed. It's, it's been one game. We got, you know, we got to see what he what he can do. You know, right. th- I mean, there's no question. He's 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 probably the most hyped up player now in the league. Oh, so I get what you're saying. Clearly. I get your frustration. I'm just saying. Where my you know, I mean, he didn't come through. He didn't come through uh, defensively. It's tough to dominate defensively unless you're Lawrence Taylor. I guess he's not Lawrence Taylor. But I mean, it's not even in the same. You shouldn't even mention the same thing. You're right. You're right. And I think that again, you know, I think white players in particular, particularly in sports. You know, we talk. When did we talk about the great white hope? Remember a couple segments ago. Mm -hmm. You do remember that, right, listeners? (laughs) But remember, but but remember, we 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 talked about the great white hope and what that was about. It was Jack Johnson, but it was particularly in sports that are dominated by black athletes. There's always this search for like a white athlete you know, like in football, basketball, to somehow prove dominant. And and what, you mentioned the word frustrating, what is sometimes is amusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something that's frustrating to the extent that it happens in the workplace too. Right. You know, but they, they would take almost anything and then make it bigger than it. I'm not saying J.J. Watt wasn't good. Right. I'm not saying Andrew Luck wasn't good. But, but also I think that this whole great white hope puts so much pressure on these guys. Right. That that it's uh, Jeremy Lin in a way. I mean, you don't have to necessarily be white to be the great white hope. Right. Jeremy Lin came in, and there was so 
much pressure. And what happened? People started getting pissed off. Right. And remember, he started. I think the, it started when they played Dwayne. Played uh, Miami with Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Right. It's almost like I said, okay. Right. And if they won, they were like a stretch of about five games. Well, they basically just destroyed him. Right. And I think with J.J. Watt, uh, Andrew Luck, and, and, and again, people were, people were telling, they were t- calling Andrew Luck. I mean, this before he done anything. They were saying, well, well there's Brady, Manning, Luck, uh, uh, Breeze. I was like, wait a minute. How does he get in that category? Right. Brady, Manning, Luck. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, you've got uh, uh, Cam Newton. Right. Uh, Brady, Manning, Luck. Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know Brady Manny Locke, you right, know, right, right, right. and so the, the guy has to basically have his kidney come through his mouth and, and, and throw. He he must have thrown like through a lot of interceptions, tons of interceptions, right? And you can't. It got to, they start running out of receivers to blame. <laughs> at some point, you got to say you know, and 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 at the end of the day, that does not help Andrew Luck because you have to start believing that stuff. Right. You know, when I was in the locker room yesterday. I was in the Carolina uh, in the Seattle locker room, and so there's it was a brother, you know. I criticized him too, right? But so I was, he was a brother, and as I was passing by, because the media just came in, and this brother said, "Effing media," under his breath, says, "Media," and then he looked at me and told me, "Hey, hey bro, I'm sorry." <laughs> I said, "No, man." I said, "You know, no, that's okay." Listen, right. said, "Have you?" I, I, to some extent, yeah, I agree that that sometimes it can be tough. I said, "That's why." Derek Jeter in, invented like the Players Trip. Well, he he stole Isaiah Thomas' idea <laughs> right. and came up with the Players Tribune. Then when he said, "I said you read that right?" Uh, no, <laughs> I said okay. So right. so I said all right. I said okay. Although I was on deadline, I said this is a teaching moment right here. So I said, listen, I agree that the media, you know, and and I like the Players Tribune because it takes away the middleman. However, no one in this locker room, including you, would be here. If your coach, if there was never a critique, if right. all your coaches tell you you were the, you're the most handsome guy in the room, right. you're the best guy in the room, you heard the reason you are here, the reason you're a Seattle Seahawk, and Jamal, as, as a player, you've been there, right. perhaps you've been, there are coaches, there are people who've told you the truth, right. and, and they gave you an honest critique. And I think that at its best, the media, not, not, the, not those who are like being celebrities and kill people just for the hell of it but there are times when somebody's been covering your team sometimes you need a a a a a, a reality check of either your behavior or maybe you didn't play well and I think that a lot of Seahawks were, were kind of pissed because they were getting killed those first six games right now, like, you know and, and now it's changed now right? it's changed so now it's like, oh now everybody's on the boat but yeah but you weren't playing that well six <laughs> right. days ago. I mean, right. you stunk it up you were terrible weeks. right yeah, so anyway so you know um, uh, who else who else impressed you over the weekend well, I mean who were the big winners you mentioned I mean, Cam. Carolina I mean the Jets the Jets uh, won their third straight now they're eight and five uh, they they're on the wild card track, but they still have Kansas City and that's, Pittsburgh has the same record. Uh, so it's gonna be tough. You know, the Jets play New England not this week, but next week. So I don't know. Well, but they they have to win it. <laughs> now they have to win that game at home. At, yeah. They've got to win that game. They've got to win out. You know, they, right. again, this is excuse me, but this is you know, this is not this is not training wheels. You know, um, and I, I, to be honest. I think they could beat New England. Can 
Now, yeah, will they? But I, th- I think they could have beat him the first game. Right, it was a tough game. Yeah, but you know, Brandon Marshall, there was a pass. Right, in the zone. he should have caught that. It was a big boy pass. Right, right. And he should have. He should have caught that. Right. You know, um, and again, yeah, some people could say, "Well, you're tough on these guys." Not, it's not that, but I think the older you get, and you've seen great performances, you know, and you've seen people just sort of. That's why they call people great because they have great performances, and, and they they make you either make the catch or you don't. Right. Jerry Rice makes the catch. Right. Paul Warfield makes the catch. Jim Brown, you know, you need five yards, and everybody's the box is stacked. They got eight. You know, they give him the ball to Brown. You know, you got nine guys there in the box, and you you know give stop Brown, and Brown gets ten yards. Right. No. You know, or uh, you know yeah, that's how, that's how you make your name. That's how you become a Hall of Famer. You make those plays. Yeah. So I mean, that's what separates them. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the, we'll, we'll see what happens. What do you think, Pat, about the Jets' chances for the wild card? I think they got to win, but uh, it's going to be tough. But they got to win. They could win. No, 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 they could win, but. What against uh, against New England? Against New England, they got to be can- they got to beat everybody. Well, they, and they got they got Dallas at Dallas this yeah, week that's Saturday no joke. night. That's not going to be easy. You know, I mean, they should beat them, but again, you know, I mean, I do believe in this league. Although Dallas, I mean, I, I, on the train ride down to um, to Baltimore, it was it, it was very interesting. It, it could have been a sitcom. There was a Seattle. There was a Seattle fan there with his son who was coming down for the game. Then there was the the conductor was this Dallas Cowboy fan. And, you know, Dallas Cowboys fans are obnoxious. Right. And Tony Romo, Tony, you guys. <laughs> I said, man, and now that is frustrating because I can't understand <laughs> what is it about this guy has not not even won a ring. He's not gotten close right. to winning the ring. Right. Going back to when, and I, I had to take him all the way back to when, remember when he dropped his snap? I remember. Remember he Parcells, dropped the snap Parcells, and Parcells, right. Parcells still is not forgiven that. <laughs> you know, so... Um, then, then there was an Eagles fan. Right. There's they're, an Eagles fan. They got their own thing. They want they, one of them were pissed off because they wanted Chip Kelly to get fired, and they were pissed off because they beat New England so bad. So you know he right. probably got another year. They they gave him another. Right. year. And they won again. They beat Buffalo this week. They beat Buffalo this yeah. year. We. So it's. I think it's going to be really. But getting back to the Jets, you guys, man. You. I mean, you said well. I think you got to win. Right. I mean, I'm just not. I'm just not sold on how good the Jets actually are. Uh, you know Fitzpatrick's playing well. He has he has weapons at wide receiver. They have a good defense, good running. I mean, I guess I don't know why I don't. I just I'm not because you're know. a Jets fan. That's why. <laughs> that, that, that's why you're a Jets fan. Maybe so. Hopefully, hopefully they prove me wrong. You know, but they, they end the season so like like we said. They got Dallas at Dallas. Then they got a New England home, and then they finish at Buffalo with your boy Rex Ryan. featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you inside the games we love, this is Bill Roden on Sports. As we end this segment, if what fan should be the happiest today on Stormy Monday? What what fans, group of fans should have the Stormy Monday Blues? Hmm... The happiest, I, I mean, it's a tie. Carolina, obviously, that's an obvious one. Well, but, cloud nine. But then you know Seattle because they look so they look like they could easily be headed back to the Super Bowl. The way they look the last four weeks, the way Russell Wilson's playing, you gotta you gotta be on cloud nine 
if you're a Seattle fan now. And Carolina, you know, same thing. Um, what about Patriots? Patriots, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Patriots fan are li- fans are a little worried. You know, they first of all, they're used to such uh, success right. and greatness. And, they, right. you know, they've been a little shaky the last few weeks. They beat Houston. Who's, really, that, that's Houston just coming back down to earth. They are who they are. Right, right. What um, about Gronkowski? Uh, he's back. Played well. I'm like, what are we going to learn in 20 years about, <laughs> you know, about uh, Gronkowski and Brady? What do we learn? We already know. We already know Brady. We already know. That already came to life. You know. I mean, there's nothing else to know. There may be more. (laughs) There may be Uh more. The fountain of youth. Right. What was in the fountain of youth? And and you got to feel horrible if you're a Cincinnati Bengals Mm -hmm. fan because they lost Andy Dalton. Looks like he's out for the season. Right. Not that I ever was high on them anyway. Doing anything. It's almost. I, I, you hear people this way. How is he going to do it to us? Right. Is he going to do it through interception? No, no, no. I'm going to get hurt this time. <laughs> right. Right. And he seemed, he seemed fine with it. It was pretty interesting. No, well, you're right. <laughs> he seemed okay. Like Big Ben. Now look right. at Big Ben. Now Big Ben, right. what? He, what? What did he tear? His neck came off or something? Right. But Everything. And now he's back. Right. I mean, you couldn't keep him back. Right. You know? You couldn't keep him out, right? Now Andy Dalton, oh, well, you know, these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like smiling on the sideline. I'm like, and you know, I'm not one of those guys who gets mad at, you know, athletes saying something or smiling or, you know, they should, you know, it's. It is what it is, but it just it just struck me. Right. I'm, not, I'm not even holding it against him. I'm just saying that was interesting. Like, he didn't seem. Okay. I mean, it didn't seem like. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people just have a right. philosophy right, about right. life. Right. That, hey, man. Right. You know, I'm. I'm sure he cares. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't look like. It. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's. But I don't know, man. I don't. I, again, I, I, I'm very conscious of that too. Like, you know, I want to. Go, I'm not. You know, you don't have to do that. Right. But, but you know what though? Again, this gets back into. People we've seen over you. Some people, and I remember I asked Dick Mata this a long time. Dick Mata, long time NBA coach. He coached Ralph Sampson. He coached Kareem at the pro level. So I asked him, you know, well, what's the difference between Ralph Sampson? I mean, it's a stupid question, but between Ralph Sampson and Kareem, he said, you know, Ralph Sampson just likes to play basketball. Kareem loves to win championships. Right. You know, and right. you can't hold that. Against people, because I think most of us, I mean, right. you like to just you know do your thing, and, right? You know, I mean, there's a reason there's one Kareem, right? There's a right. reason there's one Jordan. I mean, right. that's, a, that's not normal, right? You know, to right. to be driven to that extent, right? So especially especially when you've made it, you know, quote unquote made it, you made right. it to the league, you're making millions or whatever the highest tax bracket is, you're in it, right? And then right. you to still have that drive, that's that right. is rare. Yeah, and to me, that's fascinating. You know, you're talking about young players. And and uh, we talked about early on about the NBA draft, and a lot of coaches say this is where the challenge really begins. I mean, you've been waiting your whole life to get here, right? And the challenge is okay. Now that you're here, this is really when it's gut check time because you're right. going to get paid, compensated. Right. There are going to be people coming into your life who you never knew existed. Right, and you're playing against people who are just as talented. Right. Bottom line. Right. Exactly. So I'm more hungry. So, yeah. So, um, don't forget, we got some NBA news. Uh, yeah, Golden right. State. Yeah, uh, yeah. Finally lost the game. Yeah. 24 and 1. To Milwaukee. I had a question about that. I wanted to ask you, too, about uh-huh. um, Okay. So they ran off 24 straight wins to start mm-hmm. the season. Right. You know, there, were, there was talk about them trying to catch that 
the Lakers' record right. of thirty-three in a row, mm-hmm. but that was during the middle of the season, right? What do you? What do you oh, you mean right. the Lakers didn't do it from start, right? The, you know, it was like in the middle of the season they right. ran off thirty-three games. What do you think is more is is more impressive to start the season with twenty-four straight wins or the thirty-three game winning streak? I I think thirty-three. I mean, I think in the NBA, any profession, when you win thirty, particularly, you could argue that at the very beginning. People are just trying to get their That's true. their bearings. Right. You know, it's the beginning. So right. you're just going to beat a lot of teams just because they're not ready. They're not ready. Right. I mean, they're not in shape or they're not ready. <laughs> right, you're right. Going, and you guys are coming off this high, and you got Steph Curry right. shooting from the parking lot and all that <laughs> stuff. You got some guys, man. You know, new players right. and all that. But when you start in the middle of the season, you start catching fire. Right. And and this is when people are really. You could argue that now everybody's kind of, and you go through the All Star break, right. and you're still like taking names and crushing people. That's pretty impressive. That's I mean that's that's what. No, I, no, what it makes, I agree with that. I, I mean, at first I was thinking more along the lines of starting the season uh, without a loss, but that, no, you can't. That's a hard thing to argue. Um, you know, teams. You're right. Teams are not ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not even shaped yet. Barkley, can you right. imagine? Some guys don't even. Care if they run into shape until around the All Star yeah. break, so it's a whole different ball. Yeah, you all like it's a mid season, man. When it started to really get kind of serious, and we're not giving games away, right? And you know, no, so, I like that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what uh, what Golden State does from here. I'm sure they'll they'll be just fine. Like I said, they're 24 and one. I don't see them. I don't see any kind of major drop off uh, yeah. coming. Steph Curry so driven this year. Uh, I don't think anything's really going to stop, especially regular season. Um, there are only a few teams that can really play with them. Cleveland. They haven't played Cleveland yet. That's I think the, the first time I think it may be Christmas, Christmas Christmas Day out there right in Golden State and, right. and, and, and that's going to be pretty interesting right. um, where am I going to be oh not that you asked but I, <laughs> it's all about me at some right. point you're not going out there Golden no, State uh, Oakland I, you know I'm going to um, New Year's Eve all I'm, right I'm going to be in Miami right for Clemson Clemson Oklahoma, Oklahoma right right yeah. what do you think about the Heisman the brother from Alabama uh, got the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, it was like the it was the most uh, le- the least celebrated Heisman buildup I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah I mean, really? I didn't even. I didn't even. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I really didn't. I wasn't following it. I I, I I knew he was the front runner. I didn't watch the show. I hate to say it. Yeah, well, I didn't. But, I never watched the show. Maybe I watched it when O.J. Simpson got it. Right. No, no, I, I was just kidding. No, 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 no. OJ had, hadn't done anything since you know at that point he was a good guy it, at that well, point. Well, you never know. I mean, I, guess, know. I guess he that's was a, not a good guy. That's the whole point. He probably yeah. was not a good guy. <laughs> it just wasn't the cameras there, but that's another show. <laughs> right. Um so I think is uh Don't forget uh other big news today, Serena. But wait a minute, we're gonna see the Oh that was the good news? That was a, that was uh, my good news. Was well, good although news. well you know. as I said, we we wanna we wanna end our Stormy Monday Blues segment with some good news, some really good news. And I think, Jamal, I think you told me, I think we agreed that uh, Serena being voted, now what was it? She was voted uh, the... Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Only only the third woman ever to get that award. I think the the second to have it sold, to have it by herself and not share it. Mm. Um, I think it was uh, Mary Decker and mm. Chris Everett were the other two to win it so I mean it's huge it's big news it's huge news it's huge news and I think she deserves it even if it's you know I mean she had a great year she didn't win she didn't win the Grand Slam but that was the build up the whole year she lost the last event for the Grand Slam to to a woman who was played out of her mind right I can't even remember who she is (laughs) right either can I really (laughs) but um 
you know so that, you know i mean it's, it's big news even if it's just even if it's you look at it as a career uh you know a comp you know a career accomplishment goal um or award i think she deserves it but you know of course you have a lot of people who, who disagree uh supposedly the uh, uh sports illustrated had a fan vote and the results from that were that american pharaoh the horse won sports person of the year and serena wasn't even in the top 10 so some people have some problems with, with her winning well, I mean, people are there's been reaction negative reaction to serena being picked over the over the horse Unbelievable! But you, you're a horse racing guy. You probably agree with uh, that. Wait, how do I get to be a horse racing you're, guy? You're always I'm big in horse racing. Where'd that come yeah, from? From the Triple Crown, you're all over I, that. Well, I because it was it was history. <laughs> I, I've written columns about how they should ban the sport. Oh, okay. Yeah. All no, right. Yeah. But you were all over the Triple Crown, well, I sh- as I should be, because right. it was it was it was the first Triple Crown. All right. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But, but that, that I, I, I thought racing. you were a horse. No, that, I thought that that you were a horse, horse racing guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of the most brutal endeavors in the history of mankind. <laughs> you know, running down horses like that, like a two year old until your legs breaking their heart. I don't give me stuff. <laughs> There no. you go. No, no, I was, I was, because it was a historic moment. But guess what? That that day in the sixth race or seventh race, a horse died on the track. <laughs> right. And the it's people were pissed off at me because I, I, no, it's not, you no, know, not at all. No, but no, so no, just <laughs> for people listening to road and all sport. No, I am not a horse racing guy. Okay. But, sorry. Anything else? Any other disclosures? No, no, no. I mean, you know, I, I apologize. But I will be a hockey Pat. We got some more hockey news. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I was waiting till you know. Can't got to get that in. Patrick Kane uh, did it again. Twenty six games in a row now. He scored an assist last night, so now he has a point in twenty six consecutive games. So tell us about this Patrick Kane guy. It wasn't isn't he's the guy who's involved in that um, accusation right. of domestic violence? Right. He's the violence, one that right? before the season started, the FBI was investigating him, and now he went from there to now he's in the candidate. But it was he's an early candidate for the for the Hart Trophy. Or the MVP in hockey, so I mean, well, but those, not that those good two are related. No, well, yeah, yeah, no, good but news, I'm saying he went from he went from like a like talking about him for bad reasons, and now we're talking about him for good reasons. But what yeah. do you think about it? Is he what kind of person is he? You know, is he? And do you and and is that thing been adjudicated? Is it is it still is it still out there? You know I know what? that there was something about the I, woman. She the, it was a rape case. Yeah, it was it right. was it was a rape case, right? Right, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, no. I, don't I think, remember. I don't know. Have I heard anything? Have there been I anything? Think from what I what I remember hearing was that he, you know, they that prosecute, you know, they they refused to prosecute it. There wasn't the state didn't feel like there was enough evidence to move forward. They mm-hmm. did look into it for a while, but you know, he he got off, um, and now I mean, it didn't seem to affect his play. Well, well maybe in both. What's the it, so he has the record for for most consecutive games with a point. Uh, um. I don't know if that, I think it is the record twenty six. Right, I know it Come is on, now. Man, you, are, you are only hoping hockey, man. You got to yeah, I'm a, you got to know this stuff. I'm gonna. I need to start going to some Islander games. You know, Brooklyn represent. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that. I think. I think. I think the three of us right should go to a hockey game. Hockey's fun. It's it's really a beautiful game. Actually, yeah. it's a very beautiful game. And I, maybe we'll, I don't know if we can talk about it more. Right. We I, I like. I always watch Olympic hockey, so I, I definitely respect the game itself. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're a hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. Hey, hey listen, everyone. Uh, this has been great. Uh, great news we end on with... Um, with, with Serena. With, with Serena. Congratulations. Very well-deserved. Right. 
And we will see everybody uh, later this week with yet another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Jamal, thank you. Uh, Pat, thank you. Great job as usual. I'd like to also thank uh, Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll you know, for being on Roden's show, even, well, you know, for being on Bill Roden on Sports. Um, and we will see you guys later on. Right. And again, follow the podcast on Twitter at BrosPod, B R O S P O D, uh, for all the happenings with the show. And, uh, and if you uh, want to, that's right, we're going to add another hour to the show. <laughs> but if you do have, we really would like to uh, hear you tell us who you'd like to have on the show. Um, oh, I meant to tell everybody, too, that uh, this Sunday I am going to be at the Church of the Intercession um, reading Twas the Night Before Christmas, Clement Clark Moore. He's the author of the poem, and he's buried at the Church of the Intercession. Wow. So I'm going to be reading that. Uh, and I'm going to be reading a company by the great Ron Carter, who is going to be playing bass. Um, so that's at least that's. that's and wh- the where's plan. the where's the church? Church of the Intercession at 155th and Broadway in Manhattan. So no matter where you are, in the sound of my voice, <laughs> if you're in, out of the country, no matter what, Saturn preparing to play Richard Sherman, or if you're in New York, if you're anywhere, um, it's the Church of the Intercession, 155th and Broadway. And me, Bill Roden, will be reading Twas the Night Before Christmas, accompanied by the great Ron Carter. So, um, you know, check it out. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. And we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.